We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Go! All right. This is so fun. All right, my friend. Go. Us. Here we are. We're on the Facebooks and we're on the Zooms. Look at us using technology. We're amazing. Two um, scoops, one cone. Scoops, one cone. Before we hit record, we were we were saying how like the two two birds, one stone is just like a very outdated, aggressive, unquestioned phrase. There's a lot of phrases like that that I'm yeah. like that. Yeah, phrases I'm down for canceling. Yeah, and that's one of the phrases that needs to be canceled. Definitely, but the so two- we upgraded it to two scoops, one cone. And then we were talking about like what kind of ice cream we put in the cone, and I said Rocky Road and mint chip. Yes, Rocky Road and salted caramel. I, I want ice cream. Wait, right okay, now. this is a very important question. Do you fuck with a cake cone or a sugar cone oh. or a bowl? Cake cone. All oh, of I'm a sugar cone gal. Are they different? Yeah, yeah. So the cake cone is like oh, uh, yeah. the one that has like the little bowl kind of built into it. Yeah. Whereas a sugar cone is like a triangle and a little bit darker and crunchier. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't I don't discriminate on the cone. I'm I would okay. I think I used to like the cake or the yeah, the one that was like that has the little, you know, like a grid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. that because the ice cream would like melt into it and then it would yeah. make it soft and delicious. But then the other cone sometimes has chocolate at the bottom. So it really just depends. Ooh, that's the best kind. Have you ever had those little mini cones from Trader Joe's? No, do they have the chocolate at the bottom of them? Yeah. Yeah. There are these like cones that are like this big. So you feel super confident eating two, maybe even three of them. And they have a little chocolate at the bottom and they are delicious. So this is just take this as a sign that you deserve some ice cream today. Please go treat yourself. Erin, Erin's in the, in the chat and Facebook. And she says, I'm a gelato, I'm a gelato gal. Um, Erin. Gelato is great too. Gelato. I know I'm like, now I'm thinking I want to go to frost right now gelato and and sorbet i will honestly i will really get down on sorbet too because to to be very very honest ice cream doesn't settle well with my stomach it's like the one dairy product that doesn't yeah um it's so i don't have it very often sorbet yeah. what, what kind of uh gelato does aaron get down on yeah aaron tell us in the in the chat what kind of gelato you get down on uh, for those of you that are listening to this podcast on tuesday we, I'm going live in my Facebook group on Monday. So you can listen and watch and chat with me and whoever my lovely guest is. And today my lovely guest is Sheena um, live. And it's so much fun. It makes it a fun conversation. Aaron says, I go half strawberry and half chocolate. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, Aaron. <laughs> okay. This is how powerful our brains are. Like I can taste that. Like just- Same about it right now this is how powerful our chocolate covered strawberries just like filled my mouth so good I mean I haven't had ice cream product I haven't met yeah I don't yeah haven't been ice cream product that I turn away from (laughs) even right now when it's cold out like I could still get down on it I'd be like shivering but I would still be all about it Mm, so so tasty I haven't even I I can Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, which y'all might think this is not a podcast about ice cream. <laughs> however, it's quickly turning into one. <laughs> y'all, this is so fun. I just want to thank you for being here, Sheena. Sheena is a vision advisor and sound facilitator that helps individuals and teams shift mindsets, step into possibility, and create a new future for themselves using tools based in cognitive and somatic practices. Yeah. Yeah, girl. This yeah. is what it's about. Sheena, so the coolest like connection story. I, I I feel like we we both worked at Lululemon, but then the way that we connected was through it was through Zoom in 2020, right? Like when we were doing like yeah, yeah the beginning of 2020. Yeah, little masterminds that Michelle Hathaway. If you're listening, we fucking love you. Yeah, she, love I feel like she put us together and 
facilitated that. And yeah, we were internet friends despite working at the same company before we became in real life friends. Yeah. But it just, I mean, that's how it works. Like anyone that I ever meet that worked at Lululemon, I'm just like, oh, we speak the same language. (laughs) Quite literally. (laughs) The fact that we're like, oh, we speak the same language, but the majority of the world does not speak this language. And it is our responsibility and duty to take this amazing, amazing information that we have learned and applied throughout our time at Lululemon and share that with the world. So Sheena, why don't you give a little background introduction of who you are and what you're about, and then let's get into it. Great. Hi, y'all. I'm Sheena Jean, uh, and I'm a word nerd. (laughs) That is like, first and foremost, I love words. I love uh, really thinking about our thoughts. Metacognition is something that I love to talk about and teach about. And it was actually uh, got to give a lot of credit to Suzanne Conrad of Lightyear Leadership, formerly I Goal You, former head of possibility at Lululemon, that really uh, introduced a lot of these concepts to me about language. She is also a bona fide word nerd and so privileged and honored to have been able to work with her. And I started eliminating words. Uh, like should, words like but, and watched my energy change, watched my reality change, and was fascinated by it. So uh, through that lens, I've gone down a rabbit hole, finding more words to eliminate, to shift, and really learning about conscious language and how it truly is the foundation of everything. Everything. It's, you know, a it's at the basis of everything. Language is what separates us from most animals and other creatures is the fact that we have the ability to communicate with each other, that we've been given this gift of words to take what's in our heads and on our hearts and really speak it, activate it with sounds through our vocal cords and create. Like without that, we can't create anything, right? Like without words and language, we wouldn't have been able to say, hey, what are you doing on Monday at 10 a.m.? And can you come get on this thing with me? Do you want to come have a conversation, right? Like that doesn't exist without words. None of our reality exists without words. And so when we take some time to really step back and look at the words we're choosing to use. And most often we're not choosing them. They're pretty subconscious words. And we pick up a lot of patterns and beliefs and thoughts and phrases from our caregivers and our experiences in life uh, from ages like zero to seven is really a big, like big chunk of time that most of our default mode network gets created. So going back and being able to really kind of comb through the, the secret garden of your your head and the thoughts that are happening there, what's going on in your subconscious is really one of the most incredible things that you can do for yourself to to start to shift your reality, change the words that you're using and bring more of what you desire into your life. Mm. Well, I love that so much. It is so true. And it's not, we don't ever stop to like, think about it and and reflect on it. It's so like, fascinating because I'll, I'll catch myself, you know, using words like try, oh, I'm going to try to do this. And it's like, gotta go. Yeah. Try has got to go. Uh, also when you're like, oh, if it happens, it's like, nope, got to get rid of the ifs. It's like the, the matter gotta go. Cause it's just, it, you see it, like you see it after you speak it. And it just is so profound and, and honestly so simple. <laughs> so simple. And it's, it's so simple that it's actually more challenging than we want to think it's one of those things that's like, it's simple, but it's not easy. And it really takes uh, reflection. And often that reflection is speeded up when you're witnessed by someone else in it, like trying to hear our own selves and our own thoughts that we are so close to and have been just suffocated by our entire lives is really challenging. So that's where uh, with the word diet, I make it into a game for people and you enroll people in your life that are close to you that are willing to listen from a safe space and hold you in accountability to speaking a new language. And uh, that accelerates the process and being able to hear what's happening in your mind. Mm. Yeah. I I think that's why like the coaching container is so powerful. Whenever I call out clients for saying certain words over and over again, especially like, I don't know. Oh, IDK Island is a no-go. No, no. that island. I just got off a call uh, with a potential client and she said, I don't know so many times. And 
she wasn't even aware of it. And I think that's what's so powerful, whether it's a coach or friends that are in the same, you know, that, that are in the same work as you are, because when you're lovingly called out, right, then you can't unhear it. Then you hear yourself saying right. those words. So let's talk about this word diet. Cause I, I love this concept. I love yeah. like everything about it. It makes so much sense. And I think this is why people hear it and they're like, no, it can't be that simple. That's why I think it's so hard because we discredit the simple things. Well, even in that, um, oh crap, I forgot to tell you that I have a flight that I have to check in for real quick on Southwest. So pardon my obnoxious alarm going on. Check in for that flight, girlfriend. Um, It's interesting because even in what you just said, it can't be that simple. Then it won't be that simple. Right. Right. Like that's the word that is keeping you in that disbelief, that can't phrase that is going to hold you there. And it won't be that simple. And so it's really, um, you're absolutely right. The coaching container is one of the most sacred places to be able to. And I like, I like calling forward versus calling out because calling out is, you know, it's another simple language shift, right? Like calling out can feel challenging tough so it is calling forward but calling forward invites people into like this new space of like yeah like you got this this is something to shift and finding those people those um, coaches those partners those friends um, it's really important to be able to hold us in that space of like let's shift this because so much of what clients are coming to me is honestly like not even it's it's hiding in their language and then that's the shift that needs to make so all of my clients go through a word diet and it looks different for everybody we have different different people lean into different words and stories and narratives and so so much of what i do and what you do as a coach right is that listening for what is the story or narrative that needs to shift and specifically what are the words that are holding it intact and i have come to find that there are really like four big words that everybody's using all the fucking time. And they just don't even know that they are using these words. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to actually get back, walk that back. They aren't aware that they are using these words because I don't know is one of them. And I don't know is one of the biggest things that clients come to me because they usually come to me in search of clarity. And I'm like, well, first of all, we got to stop saying we don't know because that's, that is the thing that is keeping you in the phase of, I call it the IDK Island. Yeah. When we're on the, I don't know Island, we just keep circling around our intuition and our knowing without like getting off and stepping into it. We're just in this little boat going round and round and round. I don't know. You're like, I don't know how to get there. I don't know. And it's like this like clever way of evading responsibility and stepping into like the question I always ask people is like what if you did know what would it be mm-hmm. like just pick something and then move from there it's going to feel aligned or not and then you could change um, and it's tricky right because there are obviously a lot, lot of things that I don't know right I don't know and I, I know that there are things that I don't know that like I don't even know about right like I, I, one of the biggest ones is especially from moms, like when they ask, what, are, what if your kid's asking you a question you don't know? It's so easy. Like, I don't know. I don't know, Susie Q. Like, that's a great question. And that's what I usually point them back to. It's like, instead of saying, I don't know, say, that's a great question. Let's find out together. Mm-hmm. If you truly don't, if you truly don't know, that's fine. There's so many things in this world that we technically don't have the knowledge on. And the beauty of this world is that you can find out you can Google things. You can ask people who have more experience in that area than you do. There's always a way to obtain that knowledge. And when you start to remove, I don't know, from your language, you're really tapping back into your own intuition. You're opening up that channel to inner knowing that is cut off immediately when you continuously tell yourself, I don't know, then you don't ever have a chance of knowing, right? If you're constantly telling and using the language, I don't know. And so please, if you walk away with one, like there's, yeah, there's, like I said, there's four that I would really, really, really recommend you ditch in the language, but the, I don't know is uh, it's powerful once you start to shift into, and I, you know, recommending like that I'm thinking about what I want. The dinner conversation is one that I use often, like, oh, I don't know what I want for dinner. What do you want? I don't know. Right. And then you just kind of go round and round and round. And when we shift into, I'm thinking about what I want for dinner then your brain has a place to go and like be in a process of, 
versus just continuing to circle the island, hoping that someone makes a decision or throws out some options. So then we can move from that place. So yeah, I don't know. Get off that island immediately. Yeah. Or get off get on the island don't circle around it yeah. however that best works <laughs> get on the island stop circling around it well I think yeah. what's so fascinating is as soon as you call someone forward and you like let them know that you're noticing these words it it brings it to their consciousness because I notice this with your clients they st- they'll catch themselves they'll be like I don't know and then they'll be like actually I do like they like pause yes. before yes. I say anything and they're like nope I'm not going to say, I don't know. And I love the, like, let's figure it out or I'm figuring it out. And also that redirection of like, I'm excited to see how I figured this out. Like, just like leaving open that line of like communication with your inner knowing and also just the place of possibility. Because if you, I think that I don't know is the biggest dream stealer. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> right? So it's good. Like such a dream stealer. It blocks you. Yeah. Everybody goes to the how first. And then they say, I don't know. And then it's like, well, let's just go back to what we were doing over here. Didn't, don't like it, but at least I know. And it's comfortable and certain. My coach says like, when you go to the land of, I don't know, um, she calls it um, thought destruction because it just mm-hmm. like creates all of this, like just swirl of negative thoughts that keep you in indecision and fear and all of that so and not I, knowing not knowing i'm mean, our brain yeah. hates, our brain hates the not knowing so oh, yeah. i don't know is the first one that we clean i up. don't know is a cock block gotta go, <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> dream stealer thought destructor We're get done. it out of here. And I think uh, you said something that I want to jump to really quickly, because I think people also, especially in Western society, really like knowing, to your point, how things work in their brain. And what's happening is we're actually activating the reticular activating system when we step into a practice of conscious language or what I call the word diet uh, to we put we put a list. We so the reticular activating system is like our brain bouncer. It's the guy who like has a list of things that are important and not important that our brain is filtering information through. So when we start to bring this into our awareness, we start scanning our language and our environment for these words, right? So then that's exactly that experience that you talked about of clients being like, oh, I don't. They they feel it and they're like, okay, let's shift out of this into something else. Uh, it is a little like alarm bell for the reticular activating system to be like, this is something that we're, we're no longer standing for. We're looking for this now. And when we see it, we're shifting it. So it's this, this practice in metacognition, the ability to think about your own thoughts that allows you to shift into something else and get into action specifically with the, I don't know. So that you're removing those blocks, that you are quieting the fears, that you are you know, hushing the thought destructors and you're able to access your dreams from there. Yeah. And so what does that have to do with, you know, manifestation and like creating a vision for yourself? What does the reticular activating system? Well, just be like clearing out these words, right? So like getting Mm -hmm. rid of, you know, the, the words that block us, like, what does this have to do with manifestation? Words are energy too right? Like words are energy and the emotion that we have behind words fuels them even, even further. So when we are unconsciously using words with a lot of emotion, like, I don't know what I want. Like that is casting a spell, right? Like that is casting a spell. Did you know that the word abracadabra, have you ever heard the meaning behind this actual word? No. I create as I speak in Aramaic which is a form um, of Hebrew. And it's this idea that words are truly spells, that we are casting our reality as we speak things. And so if we recognize that we're all energetic beings and we have this electromagnetic force field that our body is responding to everything we think and we say, then our words are quite literally the foundation of everything. And if we are subconsciously telling ourselves, I don't know all the time, and then we're actually saying that, okay, we already checked in for the flight. We don't need that alarm anymore. Thank you. What boarding, what boarding group did you get? B-22. Hey. I care for it. Hey. Um, 
it, so words are the foundation of that. So when we shift the words and the energy behind the words and the emotion behind the words, you open yourself up to completely new reserves of vibration in your body and energy to, to create and bring forth what you actually desire versus the things that are hiding in there and keeping it outside of you through this unconscious knowing that we haven't taken time to look at. Mm, so good. It's like, yeah. there's this trend on TikTok and it's funny. I'm not even on TikTok. It was like in an article, read, <laughs> but it's like the, <laughs> I love that you're talking about TikTok trends through an article that you read. I'm not, a, I'm technically on TikTok, but I would find TikTok trends in an article. As well. <laughs> something, but I'm not actually seeing it unless it's like in an article. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am also on TikTok, but like, I, I don't know, like, I'm still like in, anyway, I digress. I almost said, you do know, you do know, PS. Exactly. That's why I was like, caught myself. There's the filter. Caught yourself. There it is. But anyway, I was talking about the, the uh, trend of like lucky girl syndrome. I don't know if you've seen that, but basically. I hate the word lucky. <laughs> I hate it. It's so bad. I don't talk about lucky. Well, it's funny because in this like lucky girl syndrome, she keeps talking about how all she thinks about all day is how she's just so lucky and how everything works out for her. And so she keeps saying how all these things keep working out for her because she keeps thinking everything is working out for me. She's like, it's the craziest thing. I don't know how, why it's happening. And I'm sitting there watching this trend. I'm like, this is just the secret to the universe. What do you mean? <laughs> and I 100% agree with her thought and repeating everything works out for me. That is great yeah. because so many of us will be in, stuck in a thought pattern of nothing ever works out for me. And then guess what? Nothing's ever working out for you. Uh, I Luck is something that I, I have a word situation with, with luck. And I'm very conscious of when I use that word and it's not often because I do think that we get to make conscious choices and how we are showing up. And there's uh, luck doesn't involve choice. And I think choice colors so much of what we are actually participating in. And yeah, there's of course moments of luck in life. And I actually think that those are more like divinely uh, created situations that spirit creator, God, universe, whatever you want to call it is placing for us to support us with. It's not just like a lucky thing, like no fucking God did. Yeah. In my I, opinion, <laughs> that. I I caught myself saying that in the beginning after I had Ellie, we'd be like, "Oh my god, we're so lucky!" And we would stop saying that, and we would just like acknowledge the blessing, like we'd be like, "The blessed." I am so blessed. That yeah. is what I shift to. Absolutely. Let's use the word blessing so much more, and we both Brian too, because he's becoming through my conscious like language, and and he hears me catching myself and redirecting, and so now he's yes. on board with it, and so we both like call each other out, like, "Oh no, like luck has." nothing to do with this or we'll talk about yeah. our luck has nothing to do with this like there are so no. many had to go into creating this and what people see on the outside is oh they're just so lucky they have this they have access to this it's like no but I I agree with that word um but I it, do it, it feels so like even just like what you just said is so important like there's an energetic charge to being lucky versus blessed yeah you right feel like there there it feels different when you look at someone and think like oh she's so lucky it like has this tone of like ick to it and like she can have that but I can't or like that just like happened for her and it's not going to for me like there's this emotional charge to the word lucky that's actually this is what I mean by like all words have vibrations and the emotion that we speak into them with and for most people lucky is something that's outside of them that they have zero control over that is happen chance, right? Where actually that's not at all what your guys's journey to have Ellie has been. Your guys's journey to have Ellie has been miraculous. It has been blessed. It has been anything but lucky. And it's just, I'm so glad that you have that catch for yourself because you it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. Aaron said that I believe is luck is when pre preparation meets opportunity. Yes. 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 Aaron. So I know we kind of went off the like other words. So let's go back. Cause like, this is what Sheena and I do. We could go down a whole, Yeah, I love rabbit holes. I love a rabbit hole. Um, but let's go back to the other words. So I want to make sure if you're listening, you start to be onto yourself about this because that's where mm -hmm. it starts. Like I love with just the idea of like, you don't have to change everything at once 
but just being onto yourself because then you will start to notice it. And then that's when you can make these tiny shifts. So I don't know is the first phrase that needs to go. That's a part of your word diet. Gotta go. What's the next one? Um, let me listen for a quick second intuitively to see which one's going to be most impactful. I think it's shoulds. Mm. We gotta, we gotta talk about the shoulds. We gotta talk about the shoulds. We gotta talk about the shoulds. So should is, and I will say should is the word I first started on a, a, a word diet with. It was back at Lululemon and I recognized that I was shooting everywhere. I was shooting on other people. I was shooting on myself and it was a situation <laughs> and a, sh- a situation, Situ- if you will. <laughs> uh, and when we use the word should, it's almost always an attempt to control a situation and it's going to really impose on free will from the person being shit on. It's like this like undercover form of judgment and it creates a false set of expectations. And when, so when shoulds also go unmet, it can create some unconscious resentment, shame, guilt, and regret. And so let me break this down because there's a couple different ways that when I was in my should journey, I really recognized it was coming up. Um, should can come from a really good place, right? Like there's this idea of like, oh my God, you should totally read this book. You're going to love it. And it has this like imposition, right? Of like, you should read this book. Like the energy behind should has got like a little bit of an undertone that if you don't do it, I'm going to judge you for not doing that. Yeah. Versus uh, I think you would really love this book. It's called Conscious Language and been blowing my mind and you'd, you'd get down on it. That just feels so much more inviting and welcoming versus like telling you what to do. Like should is telling you what to do, whether that's actually what's best or right or anything for you, even though it's mostly done unconsciously. Uh, There's also this really like just nuanced distinction that I found in uh, shitting on and when I was in an employee situation, right? Like I would tell my, my assistant managers, you should respond to your emails within 48 business hours. Right. And it's like, that's, optional. That's not like, I'm actually not creating an expectation when I tell people they should do something. It needs to be more clear. Like the expectation is that you respond within 48 hours to your business emails. Because when I tell you, you should, that actually gives you room to not do it. And it's not an actual, a clear expectation. So it's, there's this like nuance of looking between, are you using should in situations where you actually just need to be clear in an expectation that you'd like to set? Or are you using should out of excitement and suggestion and wanting people to have this thing in their life? Um, And then really look at where you should yourself. Like that's really the deepest one that I think impacts people more than they can see on the surface. And when we're shooting on others, there's no doubt there is a 1000% chance that you're shooting all over yourself as well, right? Like I should wake up and go run. Like you wake up in the morning, I should go run right now. It's like this, like gross. It's like, what about asking your body? Would you like to go for a run right now? Or could we use some yoga instead? Right. And really allowing like space for true choice to be in place, true free will and understanding that like imposing what we think we should do on someone is a gross energetic vibration, especially when it's on ourselves. We just, we end up again in a lot, pulling in a lot of the vibration of shame, resentment, and guilt when we use the word should. So I always suggest, and this one's, this one's easy to remember. Like, what do you replace should with could or would Mm. very simple. So instead of you should go see this movie while it's out, it's like, Oh, I think you would love this movie in the theaters. It's such a spectacular event, right? Or I should go to bar this morning. Would bar going to bar this morning, like feel good in my body and then with my schedule and alignment, like it just opens up so much more like breathing room (laughs) versus this energetic, like coming down on someone as like, this is what's supposed to be done. Do you feel that? Oh my God. (laughs) Just like that, that is that tiny shift makes a huge difference because I say that all the time, stop shooting on yourself, but I get so excited. I'm like, um, Angie's list. I have recommendations for days. Same. For days. My resource list. My resource <laughs> list runs deep. Yeah. That resource list. But I, I catch myself, especially being a projector, you know, oh. we do, we see things very far. We're like, Oh my God. So we get really excited. 
but I love like, and I catch myself and I'm like typing a text and like telling a friend and I'll be like, I see the shit. And I just like delete, delete, delete. And I love that little like reframe because I always say with like shoulds because it's it's expectation right and I call it a manual when we when we are shooting on someone or shooting on ourselves we have this like unquestioned book of expectations of how like mm. we're supposed to live our life and live the world then like and how people are supposed to operate in the world yes and most and no one has read this this manual no one has read this this guideline book right there because because there isn't one (laughs) because we all have a different manual right and we're not supposed to be looking out of other people's books and comparing ourselves can we learn things from them absolutely and can we offer these suggestions that we think could or would resonate with people please fucking do please do that and it's that that energetic tone of this is what you're supposed to be doing right. that should bring, like you said, that expectation that you're going to do this now because I said you should. Right. That is just fucking gross. It, it is. I, it totally is. And it do, it just doesn't feel good. Like energetically, it just when you pay attention to it. And, and that's half the reason why people don't do the thing they think they should because no one likes to be told what to do, whether that's yeah. like coming from someone else, someone that you love or coming from like messaging in the world, like, oh, I should, I should go up. I should really get up and like work out at 5am because I I think that, you know, people are the most successful that get up early and work out. It's like, no, no, you you shouldn't. You shouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like catching yourself in those moments of like, could I, would I, and also like, do I want to? And so Mm -hmm. I think, comes from yourself of like, no, I really, I want to do this or I could try it. It just like the vibration literally goes from like this, like very like low place to it, like, just like starts to like lift you up a little bit. It truly does. That's where I say like, this is the only diet that you will see immediate results from immediate, immediate. like you will feel it in your system. (laughs) Are we digging you for that should right there? thing um one of the things that I am hearing to share and talk about instead of words is tense because I think that tense and like let me let me let me back it up a moment here so so often we say like I can't I can't do that right I don't I don't know how to do that whatever it might be so there's this focus on this negative that's keeping us from the thing that we actually desire Mm -hmm. and as we're starting to shift our language and move out of, uh, I don't know, you know, suggesting that you move into uh, an ing is the best way to get into it, right? Like I'm learning how to figuring. Yeah. Yeah. I'm figuring, I'm being with, I'm listening, I'm uh, doing the work to figure it out. I'm dealing right like the ings are really really important to shift out of that negative connotations that a lot of us get stuck in and when we're first taking on a word diet moving into the ing phase is super super important right it gets us out of that i don't know i can't do and the like the negative lens that so many of us will look through uh and this is the important part where I see a lot of people get stuck is staying in the ing phase. Mm. And so the ing phase is like the process phase. Like that's moving us from the negative thing that's keeping us blocked. Mm. And the ing phase is what carries us to the end results. Mm. What happens though is that people just get stuck in the ing phase and loop on the ing phase. They just stay with, I'm healing my trauma. <laughs> and then they wonder why they're still healing their trauma six months later. And not to say that there is any sort of timeline for healing trauma. No. And if you want to come to an outcome with it, I am healed from my trauma and I integrate accordingly or whatever it is. So moving into that now based present tense of having, which is kind of funny, but being in it now, right? Like that's where it comes from back in the Lulu days when it came to like writing goals. It's not, I will save money. It's not, I want to save money. It's I save money, right? We trick our brain in a way 
-hmm. into thinking that that's what's happening right now. And then the brain starts to act in accordance to that. There's this, it's really interesting. Um, the Hopi Indians actually don't have words for time in their language. There's no past, there's no present, there's not a word for now. Because that concept of time doesn't exist for them. Like they are just constantly in the present, which is like, that's really mind bending when you sit down with that whole thing. Like that's your homework. So go sit and think about that. It's like, what? Love that. It's really, really fascinating to think about it through that lens and how important the ing phase is, but recognize like where might you still be stuck because you're staying in the ing phase of something versus claiming the outcome that is yours to now have. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I mean, it is, it's so true because it's like we could stay in the I'm figuring it out phase for a long time because it, it feels productive in a way. It right? does. And it, cause it, when I'm in the, you know, figuring it out, it's very passive because when you're figuring something out, you're off, you're probably researching or taking a course or asking questions, which is great. However, it's important to be taking action as well, because that's going to ultimately get you the clarity because action comes from clarity results, like getting results over and over again until you get the result that you want. So I love that you brought that up because I think that's a key word to, to pay attention to is when you're inging, when you're in that ing, you're taking passive action. Yes. Passive action doesn't actually generate and create the result that you want. There's this, um, there's this guy, Eric Plattenberg, who has a TED talk on the anatomy of results. I recommend everyone go check it out. And he talks about our state of being is the most important piece and component to achieving results. It's actually not our actions. It's not even our intention. It's our state of being. And I think that's where it's so important to recognize that our words are influencing our state of being. And he defines the state of being as like our energetic way that we're currently showing up, right? And so our words are the ones that are kind of dictating that subconsciously or unconsciously. And the more that we can bring that to, to recognize like, oh, I am constantly saying I'm figuring this out and I'm just staying in this space of figuring things out. And that's like the energy and the vibration that I'm bringing to this project. And I'm wondering why I'm not making any progress with it versus I choose clarity in my business to move forward. Right. Choose that for yourself. I choose is really powerful to get you out of the ing phase. Mm -hmm. It's the thing that you can choose the clarity. You can choose, I choose healing. I choose, you know, whatever it might be that you actually want that intended outcome. I choose your intended outcome, move you out of the ing phase and start to use that to anchor in and as a mantra and as a thought to reprogram your brain with and tell every cell in your body so that all the little cells are like, oh, dope. I choose clarity. Okay. <laughs> and then guess what? Clarity fucking shows up and hits you in yes. the face and you're like, thank you. And it feels miraculous, but it actually is very intentional. I love it's this actually so much because I teach ladder thoughts and this is, these are ladder thoughts, right? So it's like going from like, I don't know into I'm figuring it out to I choose. I like, it's just yes. such a clear progression. And there's a, exactly you jump from I don't know to I am clear like it's just it seems like such a big jump that your brain doesn't believe you it's like no that's where the emotion piece comes in yeah. right the brain doesn't believe you and so the emotion the emotional charge is not there to give the cell the power that it needs yeah and that's where the ing is so freaking important not yeah. knocking the ing no, it's just recognize that the ing is a step and if you're wondering why you're stuck figuring something out or dealing with something or healing something, consider that it's time to choose your desired outcome and move yeah. into that phase. Totally. It is like, it's the place of being more neutral that you just like, it's a slower, it's slower incremental, but that's really important because mm. I think this is why people get so let down when they're like, I'm doing affirmations and I, and, and, and they're not working. It's like, well, it's because you don't believe them yet. And it's okay. And that, that little word yet is so it's so yeah, it's powerful, so powerful because it's like, no, it's on the way. It's just not here yet. Yet. Uh, oh, so good. So good. We could just go on so many different tangents. I just love it. It's so good. It's so good. 
powerful. And I think, you know, what you said about the anatomy of a result is like your state of being. It's this concept of the who before the how, like when you are being need to be, the how reveals itself. And that's the question that everyone's asking. Like, how do I do this? How do I get this? And it's like, don't worry about how. When yeah, who do you need to be? Who you need to be and who you're being in that moment, that state, the how reveals itself. Ooh. And it's just like that to me, like that's been my biggest lesson of like, who do I need to be today? Who do I need to be in each given moment? And when I'm not in alignment with that person, I just tell myself, it's okay. We can shift back into that. That was my experience this morning. I didn't do any of my morning routine. I was completely off. I, my girlfriend had a baby um, last night. Like I was just all like, just all over the place, consuming, just doing none of the things. And I told myself, I'm like, it's okay. You get Mm -hmm. to recommit in any given moment of who you want to be today. So that's exactly what I did. And it's crazy because it didn't take that much. It just took that conscious language of like, just recommit, redecide. Who do you want to be today? It's not all lost. It's 9am. You got plenty of time. And it's just that conversation just really dropped me back into the vibration to create the result that I want today. So I love that. Oh, so good. Okay. Well, we have a little bit more time. Aaron has a really good question, but I'm going to hear it. I'm going to okay, save it because you might have a resource or something that you can share because I also, Aaron's like brilliant with her like words and I'll, we'll come back to that. I Don't worry. I'm pinning that. It's coming back. We're coming back to that question. Um, do you have, do you want to share one or the other two before we wrap up? I, I would rather, if you're open to it, share sub- ways to support yourself and just shifting from the two words that I've already shared. Yeah, love it. And, because what I have seen happen from my own experience in teaching this is like, if I overload people with words and not enough of like the, how to get an action with it, it actually can just feels overwhelming. Uh, so I want to talk about self-imposed consequences, which sounds scary and does not need to be. I think there's, when we're shifting language, uh, it's, something that is a very helpful when we've got someone else around us to help us hear and catch it, trusting that you're already going to start to have this filter for should, and I don't know going on in your brain now. And if you decide to commit to a word to really remove from your vocabulary, there are some ways to support yourself in that. That is a self-imposed consequence, right? It's a way that you hold yourself accountable and consequence has a tendency to be kind of a negatively framed word when in reality, it's simply the results of an action, right? And so if I know that I am removing shoulds from my language, maybe I also have a goal that I'm working on getting in better shape this year, right? And what if I give myself a self-imposed consequence every time I catch myself saying should, I get to do five push-ups or five air squats. Or if I know that I have a goal where I'm saving $20,000 by the end of the year to buy my first house, every time I say should, I put five bucks in my savings account or, right? So it's like, I really encourage, encourage people to set up a game with yourself. Make this a game. This is not a thing where we want to bring more shame, more guilt, more anxiety, any of that into this. And that's exactly what we're attempting to remove from your state of being with the word diet. So bringing in more of that and enforcing it is really not helpful. Um, it's also really not helpful to correct people on their language if they haven't chosen to be a part of this game with you. So I love really consent. making sure if, if you have a, <laughs> yeah, please ask for consent. The best way, if you want someone to support you in this and play this game with you is maybe send them this podcast. Like, Hey, check this out. I listen to this thing. I recognize that I say, I don't know all the time. I'd love your help in calling me forward when I do making sure I do my pushups or my squats or donate my five bucks or whatever it is that is a consequence that happens that helps you shift, but also helps you win in another area. That's the importance of the consequence. So it's not like, dang it, I have to do push-ups and my arm is going to look that much better or shoot, I got to save some money for this thing that I really, really desire, right? Like the idea is that the the self-imposed consequence is actually building you up in another area and shifting your behavior Mm -hmm. in this specific way. Mm. So I, I really like bringing the, don't bring other people into the word diet until they've given that consent and they've shared that they want to play too. 
and find some sort of self-intended consequences. Like start with one word, pick one word that you're going to eliminate and take a week and roll someone in it. Like, Hey, anytime you hear me, you know, saying this word or using it, if you see it in an email, please feel free to be like, that's push-ups and support you in it. Don't tell people like, Ew, you just shit on yourself in the middle of that. Like that just doesn't necessarily go over very well unless they've signed up to participate in this game with you. Totally. Well, my neurodiverse ADHD brain loves to gamify things. For sure. About gamifying. So I gamifying is the best hack. It's the the best best hack. Like turning things into a game changes everything because a big of this is like making, like making it light, easy, and fun makes it a lot more like there's less friction. 100%. I love that. I think that that's such a brilliant, like, um, concept like in terms I mean you could do this with anything but especially with anything yeah yeah it's a great way to shift behavior that you know you want to shift while also supporting yourself in other pieces of your life that you know you are working towards something Mm, so good okay that amazing consequences uh what's the other thing did you say you had it did you say you had two or did I make that up That's a great question. I thought See where I could have said, I don't know right there. I am not sure (laughs) if I said two or if you're making that up. I might've made that up because maybe there was two other words, but. Let's hear Erin's question. Cause I want to make sure to get her in on that. And if it comes to me. Okay. We'll come. It'll come come to me. If not, then it wasn't. This might also like lead you into it as well. Cool. So she said she's taking notes. She was wondering if there's a grocery list. I love that Um, of high vibe words to swap out for a more nourished lifestyle. I mean, Aaron, so good. Ooh, Uh, I am is the single most important combination of words ever. And there's, I mean, we could do a whole I am workshop. So really, 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 really make sure you pay attention to anything that comes after I am. Mm I'm is the same thing, right? So I think that is recognizing that I am creates. Mm. So I am creates anything. So if you're saying I am stupid or I'm so frustrated with this, um, that's really one of the first places to look and see what it is that you're creating after the I am versus I am feeling frustration in this moment. Way different than I'm so frustrated. So different, right? So really make sure that your I am's are powerful, that they are present, that they are positive. They're going in the direction of what you want. And I want is one that I'm actually working on eliminating from my language because it is separating us from our desires. Mm. And I choose is a magical spell, right? I choose clarity. I choose love. I choose partnership. I choose like that helps magnify our state of being and really directly call in. So I hope that there's all sorts of grocery lists. And again, when it comes to not overwhelming and like practicing to get things actually under your belt, starting with the I am and I choose is where you're going to find the most magic for sure. Also, this may have been the second thing. If you catch yourself and saying, I don't know what I want, push-ups, something really important from the Silva intuition method that I learned eons ago is saying cancel clear after you say something that you actually want to take back. Cancel clear that or in the past, I have felt frustrated in this situation. Really make sure that that is part of your past and not your current tense or your future tense language is really helpful too. And that course correcting as you're shifting things cancel clear huge hack right cancel clear will is like language is programming for your brain it's literally it is the software that our body is operating on and our reality is created on so recognizing that like you can hit the delete button and retype the code into what you want is super important and cancel clear is the escape delete button in our language so good. I have, I've never heard cancel clear. 
Uh, I've, I use in the past a lot with myself and my clients, but cancel clear. I, I just even the like visual of that, because it is so true. We have a supercomputer. Our brain is a supercomputer. And yep, so yep. who say that we can't like, just go delete <laughs> like as simple as that. And again, it is so simple. Oh my gosh, Gina, so much fun. So fun. Tell me a little bit more about, you know, what you have going on, what you're offering, your podcast. I know that's coming back into the, the, the mix. So fill us in on how people can uh, connect with you. Yeah, I am over at Make One Day Happen and I do quarterly events. Uh, So I'll be in Denver and Phoenix and some other fun places uh, in March doing a word diet, a full word diet workshop. And I pair that with a future self sound visualization so that you get to like rest in this like dreamlike state, the parasympathetic nervous system state, and really go envision yourself with the outcomes of shifting your language. So it's a really nice way to cognitively learn about these sorts of things and then somatically bring it into your body, plant it into your subconscious so that that more that much more effective. So uh, the dates for all of that stuff will be coming very soon. So keep an eye out for that. And yeah, the, the podcast is coming back online. You know, we're going to have our girl Brittany on it. So uh, there's some phenomenal episodes out there already. Took a pause and excited to be back in production on new episodes with new peeps and new ideas and new conversations. It's going to be beautiful. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, I love it. Well, as soon as those yeah. come out, you let me know and I will share. I will be there. Uh, because I love, I, when I facilitate things, I'm always like, I want to, like, I want to be a student and she's <laughs> my go-to to be a student of her work. I feel like I definitely attend or like, hey. this is true. And I also just realized this, you're the most uh, frequent guest I have on my show. Shut it. Yeah. I think this is number three. I feel so honored right now. I feel so honored. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love learning and just connecting with you and vibing off your vibe. I feel like there's just so much synchronicities and just love. Just so much love for you. I just please just stay in that stay in your lane because your lane is fucking dope. Thank you. The world needs more of Brittany King. <laughs> I'm really loving the lane that I'm in and I'm practicing staying in it because I have in the past I had a tendency to just go, let's go over here. And you know who keeps me in my lane the most? My husband. God bless mm-hmm. Brian King. God. Always Brian like, King. In your lane. You're really good at what you're doing. Like he always calls me, calls me forward and brings yes. that. And I'm so grateful for it because. I'm always like, he's like, nope, we're staying here. And, and Aaron will know this reference, but we view it as like a golden highway. And when you stay on the golden highway in your lane, you just create so much magic in your world and in the world around you. So I'm practicing staying in my lane. So thank you for, for staying that at the very end. Um, The golden lane. I'm into it. So fun. So fun. Uh, for those that are listening, you can join me live for these podcast episodes, Mondays, sometime between 10 and 11. It, it, it depends most likely 10, but just know that on Monday mornings, if you're looking for a little motivation to start your week, if you want to listen to the podcast a day early and then listen to it again on Tuesday that you have this available to you. Erin joined us today and it was so fun having her in the chat and asking questions. I was like, this is amazing. Thank you for being here, Erin. We love you. you. This is so good. I just love the idea of just making it more interactive. Um, And it's to me, that's just so fun. So thank you for sharing your gifts. Thank you for sharing your words. Um, I am a word nerd with you and I'm, I am happy to be a part of that club. It's a very, very important club to be in. Maybe we get patches. Maybe we get patches. I am a word nerd. (laughs) I am a word nerd. That's so good. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Remember to own your happiness Mm. and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it, my friends. Until next time. Nice. Bye.